Prepare yourself for a sprawling discussion on just about anything, where critical thinking meets pop culture in a collision of mind-bending proportions. Please secure all neurons and prepare for full frontal cortex. It's time for Incoherent Ramblings. Hello everybody and welcome to another gas-filled episode of Incoherent Ramblings. This is Ramble 008 and we're on skepticism today. The biggest gas bags around. Yeah. Somehow I don't believe it. Oh look, let's do some I introductions. I'm Joey Shamble. We also have, we're going to start with Booger this time because he never gets to go first. He's only been on once. Oh. Twice. 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 You threw me off the I have to be up here so quickly. Hello, everybody. This is Robert Booger Magallanes coming all the way from beautiful downtown Fayetteville, North Carolina. How are you doing? Howdy. Who else we got here today? Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, that's me. I'm Paul Hunter, and I am here. Hey, it's Paul. Hey, it's Paul. Hey. And there's Kale. Hi, it's Kale Anderson once again. And finally, Daryl. And I'm sorry, Booger, I forgot you were on twice already. I'm just a harebrained... We would, we would like to thank Booger for joining us in oh, the yeah, last definitely. three episodes, because we know he's doing it from far away, and... Uh, he has to stay up late. Yeah, we, and he has to stay up late. It's three hours in the future, so uh, yeah. we do greatly time appreciate travel. that. Yeah, time travel I think what you gentlemen too. don't quite realize is you're actually doing me a favor, since it's been so long that... Um, before before now, since we've been able to really socialize, this is just, it's my chance to be able to catch up with all of you. So, I, although I say you're welcome, let me also say thank you for the opportunity of including me in this. You're welcome. Yeah, you're we'll welcome. start charging you next week. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> it's like a rabid dog. He has to be socialized. <laughs> it's, talk, it's the talk to booger hour. <laughs> All right. So tonight we're going to be doing skepticism because uh, many of us here are very skeptical people. And skepticism likes it. Yeah. And we figured it would be a good idea to let our audience out there understand a little bit about where we're coming from and how we feel about things. Because though we ramble incoherently, uh, we do share a lot of very rational views on how we think the world works. So um, we're going to be discussing that tonight. We were originally going to watch the movie Communion, which had to do about aliens. But uh, one of the members of Incoherent Ramblings, uh, which hasn't, who hasn't had a chance to do podcasts, uh, we're going to save that one for him, and we're going to do an Aliens one in the future, because comedians, man, if you want butt probes... There's one. <laughs> yes, dude. That's the movie to go Especially to. with those midget guys. Oh, man, the little pig blue yeah, guys, yeah. yeah. He even gets a little tongue action from them, I think. I yeah, think so. something... Well, I think he was smelling them. That was kind of weird. It was a very, very strange movie, but uh, it had a lot hey, to do with some of our past. It was Christopher Walken, so. you know. It was another Walken. <laughs> walking on... You know, after the butt probe, he wasn't walking very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, so... He more like hobbled around. Oh, yeah. Let's get started on skepticism. Uh, first of all, let's talk about what we see skepticism as, because uh, we want to make sure we all are on the same page here. So who wants to start off? All right. Everybody. Okay, I'll start then. Fine. <laughs> okay. Go for it. I no. think skepticism is a way to look at the world rationally logically and uh, not necessarily through the illusional curtain of emotion or what you want to have happen. I think the first implication you get from the word skepticism, and, and there's been a lot of talk in the skeptical community about it maybe not being the appropriate word, because there are 
very dogmatic believing people that don't follow science necessarily that can also be called skeptics. Mm, yes, so, good point. So skepticism might not be the best umbrella term, but I think that we can summarize it by saying it's critical thinking employed yeah. in your everyday life. I think life. that's the better term. Yeah, critical maybe we should thinking. call this critical thinking. Maybe we'll change the well, name of it before you guys hear but this. But then again, there's there's already a community of skeptics that... Yeah. Oh, so then we'll keep it. Never mind. Right. Wow. You're vacillating tonight. I love Vaseline. By the way, oh. every time every time, his, every time Joey vacillates, say beef. Yeah. <laughs> Kale, you you're you're quite the rationalist. What what is uh what is uh what, what's this called again? <laughs> skepticism. Skepticism. What does skepticism mean? Oh, no, not mean to you. What what is skepticism? Skepticism is basically what Daryl said. That was excellent. Um critical thinking and logic. That's that's basically it. Hey, excuse want. me. That's what I said. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what Daryl said, critical thinking. I said it first. Yeah. We'll roll that back, and I'll, I'll believe it then. Wait, what are, What do we need to roll back here? No, whether it roll was Joe. Roll back. Roll <laughs> back. Oh. Roll back my foreskin for me. Oh. For me. <laughs> you know. You know, you weren't really supposed to go there. You oh, weren't sorry. supposed to go that far. Right. I was going to roll that far back. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, Paul, but you skepticism. know, you make a good point with the critical with the critical thinking. You know, skepticism is asking questions. But if you listen to skeptics or what, what the, maybe the media just deems as skeptics, it is a, a lot of not not non critical thinking. Mm. Because I think of the skeptics like for um, let's for example, let's say like the nine eleven and stuff, and the whole the government did oh, and stuff. Right. Oh, they, they pinpoint on one <laughs> aspect of the issue. And blow that up and use that as their no basis. Their basis of fact of you know why why they're right. Wow. Yeah. Um, I but, like. I really like that point. And there's a term for that. It's um, a lot of skeptics use it to debunk that kind of thing. It's anomaly hunting. You're yeah. basically sifting through huge masses of data because there are so many video clips. So much news coverage of things, eyewitness accounts. And what they really try to do is they pinpoint, oh, this reporter said implosion rather than collapse of the tower. <laughs> this this one video looks like a controlled demolition. But what they're really doing is they're looking for little anomalies without doing a real study of the entire scene. And then one of the aspects of anomaly hunting is cherry picking. You're just going to say, okay, this one angle of something looks suspicious even though we have four other angles of the same event we're just going to focus on the one that looks suspicious there's so yeah. i think that's what most people do is that they look at things and they only see what they want to see huge tracks of data where yes. they're just cherry picking Massive. in the huge <laughs> tracks of data well, I was well, well hold on we want to go to booger because we have an answer booger yes. skepticism to you go Skepticism, I, I, anytime I hear that word or think of the concept, I tend to get a little more grandois with it and, and more sum it up with the word doubt. Anytime anybody has any sort of skepticism about any topic, it's always, it begins with the origin of doubting something. Not just, yeah, there's critical thinking, but critical thinking tends to be a, um, a product of doubt. So without doubt, anybody just takes whatever they see for granted and at face value. Once doubt is introduced, that's when you start getting in critical thinking and skepticism to follow along. Yeah, Booger is not only our token Mexican, he's probably more of a believer in other things than many of us are here, so I'm really glad he was able to join us today. 
Thank and you. Join Ayati. the dark side. Who are we brought by? Yes, and I want to ask Omega Supreme, what do you think about skepticism? Skepticism, good. Like it very much. Omega Supreme from Fall of Cybertron is our... <laughs> broken <laughs> in half. Wow. Oh, hell, Omega <laughs> oh, hell, Omega Supreme! <laughs> Is our uh, what do we call our uh, Omega sponsor for today? So Omega yes. Supreme, yay! Omega Supreme, robotic sponsor. We need yes. to we need to do the radio play version of this because we need to describe what you're actually doing. Oh, uh, okay. So Omega Supreme, <laughs> the, the toy I have. One. When when you pull, you can pull him apart and he looks like he was cut in half by Omega by uh, Voltron's yes. blazing sword, not his penis. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, that was that was a line, right? Voltron went up to <laughs> the blazing sword is my penis. <laughs> I will form blazing sword. Yeah. Well, blazing that's why sword, I mean it out penis. at the end. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm doing. Okay, so skepticism. Oh boy. All right, so now now let's talk about what skepticism means to us. So I have a quick story. Uh, for me, I was not much of a skeptic. I was not a very critical thinker when I was younger because I so wanted things to happen. I wanted, uh, Paul and I grew up on the Narnia books and we wanted so badly for a portal to open where we could go into great Dude, that Narnia Ouija board, board told us exactly where to go. The Ouija board happened. with the guy's name Al. Oh my God. He yeah. told us what was going to happen. <laughs> so there's something we can talk about later, the idiomotor effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ouija boards. And uh, the fact is, is I because I wanted to believe things so bad, like, like especially aliens, I got into the whole alien thing. I believed people were being abducted. I was sure of it, so sure that after I read the book Communion, which is about alien abductions, I slept with my lights on for like three years because I was so freaked out. And Edison thanks you to this day. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> he does. So, but uh, over time, I've become a much more rational thinker. And though I still would like, I still love amazing things happening. I understand that there's something behind it. There's a reason why things happen, and often things aren't happening where people see them happening, and uh, they just use their brain to make patterns and create stories which is you know what we do anyway we talked well, about that in our first we're record. always looking for reasons why things happen and in the dark ages when people had uh come on daryl when you get on your you're sleeping sleep oh, paralysis, paralysis thank you right. and uh that they wanted to interpret what what is this what's happening to me and of course to them it became demons demons sitting on your chest keeping you from getting up and, and it was a demon haunted world, was it? Yes, not? it was. Oh. Carl Sagan, there you go. <laughs> and uh, but nowadays, of course, it's aliens. Now it's aliens sitting on our chests and anal probing us. You know. Well, there I seems like to be a, when the a definite cultural alien. component of what you're talking about because yeah, back when um, the the current thoughts about spirituality were about angels and demons and whatnot then you would or even a succubus in some cultures right you would have you know some entity on you and then the culture with science fiction and everything in the 20th century went uh into where those things kind of morphed into some people still experience demons right uh, in their but mind they but they tend to be more religious mm-hmm Whereas but people then, who aren't right. tend to have more alien abduction right, experiences. Right. And that's kind of like a cultural influence on mm-hmm. the perception of what's happening. Very true. So, uh, Daryl, uh, mm-hmm. any personal stories or how you feel about being skeptical? Because I know you've had a lot of uh, <coughs> journeys into looking into religion. And then, right. you know. Yeah, so. I, I also wanted to just bring it back to your story for a little while, yeah. too, because... Um, I think your mom was awfully skeptical. And yes, I, she was. I look at her as a figure that I can 
um, look up to and yeah. and think about. You know, she really had a lot to say about things, even when at times when I wasn't ready to listen to it. Yeah, um, she was very straightforward, and she mm-hmm. said things the way that she thought they should be said. My dad uh, grew up Catholic, and uh, I was kind of indoctrinated into the Catholic cult. I mean, religion, uh, but not <laughs> tremendously. Uh, and the thing is, mostly because my mom was such a strong Did personality. A touch you. I don't think so, oh, but, man. you know. Right. Well, that's good. Well, just I can sense the hate sure. mail already. Yeah. Wow. Don't, don't, don't. I just, um, Our email, okay, wanted... that, that's joey at iamrambling.com. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just tell anything wanna... about Catholicism and foreskins, come to me. All righty, then. Rumpel foreskin. Just, um. Rumpel foreskin. Go ahead, Daryl. So I'm sorry. That we, so that we don't. You know, get all sorts of hate mail. I do want to say that I don't think that organized religion is necessarily a cult. You know, my personal point of view. Who's seen Life of Pi? I have not. I have not okay. seen that. Well, then those I won't say anything too much about it because I think it's better if you watch it to get this one. But the 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 view of religion in that I think mm-hmm. is an excellent view. Yeah. Okay. Is and the way they bring it across is exactly well. I think one way I could illustrate it is that there are certain aspects that yes. cults and organized religion have in common, but you can't use the blanket term. No, you can't. Both. You can't. No. Well, so, basically, organized That's religion is a cult that has gotten to the point where it's accepted. That's... That's basically what happens because originally the Christians started off as a, a small little cult. They grew big and they became an organized religion. Uh, right. The Mormons, they started out as a little cult and I they think became we can an, get, uh, accepted and even had Guy run for president. You know, We can get hung up on Who maybe the definitions of well, cult I think, yeah, yeah. I think I think a good point is that if it becomes accepted, it obviously doesn't have anything that's too insane or crazy if it's accepted in the general populace. But I agree. I mean, I went to a, I went to a um, Catholic mass. <laughs> I went to a Catholic mass. You know, after our years of I, not, I hadn't been to many when I was a kid, but I've been to enough. And I was just like, this is like, this is like a cult. I mean, it's like stand up, sit down, say these words, do this movement, come up here, let me put this in your mouth, drink this, now go back. But if us- that if that's your definition of a cult, then the U.S. Army is a cult, also. Booger. Yes. So is the U.S. Army a cult? Let me ask you guys I think the Marines are. How do you define a cult? Ah, good question. Okay, yes. I think that one of the big aspects of a cult is that you they want you to separate yourself. They from, isolate you from your family ah, yeah, and your friends. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So the, I think most churches are inclusive of your immediate family and everything. They usually right. don't want to sequester you right. from... But they they do, but they do it in they don't sequester you physically. They sequester you, I think, in a mental belief sort of way. Mm-hmm. You know, they want you to be looking at the way they see the world, right? The way they understand things, and they don't want you believing other things that don't fit in with that with their view of how things work. But okay. again, is there, is there actually well, something? I guess could you also that? say that a religion or a cult, for that matter, at all? tries to proclaim a certain truth. Yes. Okay. Then in that case, and yeah, I guess under that definition, the army does definitely 
count as a cult. <laughs> I would I would agree with that. Don't drink the Kool Aid. I think booger. we're just using the definition of a little broad. It's too late. I no, drank no, it a long time ago. You know what? You're, I think Daryl's right. We're using cult as a kind of a pop culture definition of it, which is like people who follow other people well, and do what they say, which is lots what, of things. I mean, what you got to you find that doesn't have a truth or bylaws or right. whatever. There's going to be some jump sort in there, Paul. Uh, I just want to read with a dictionary. I looked it up here. It says a group or sect bound together by. Veneration of the same thing, person, ideal, etc. Oh, so you have a so, Star Wars cult going on. Exactly. Well, if you think about it, we, we're we a cult, cult under that definition. That's right. yeah. Incoherent yeah. ramblings is, is a cult. cult. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think Cole has nice. a negative com- connotation. So everyone, join us. Uh, join join us. Join us. Our Google Plus cult. The I mean, comet community. is coming. <laughs> uh, Drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> so I guess we'll go into religion at this point because this is a, a good time to do it. And so like I said, I was kind of brought up Catholic, but um, uh, not very practicing because of my mom. And uh, so I went through my first communion, didn't get to confirmation. I But from the beginning, I always just had this bad feeling about religion. And by the time I was, you know, getting to about eight and nine or so, it was like, I didn't like it at all. I, I just anything with God, Jesus, religion. It had a such a negative impact on me. I didn't like it. I didn't want to have anything to do with it for a long time. I just want to mention we kind of stalled out when we were going through our individual. Yeah. Oh, that's right. 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 So yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we were going to go to religion, but let's stop there because I just went to Daryl. <laughs> right. Next. So well, Darryl, why don't I, you go last? It was my fault because I diverted it back. To right. 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 You know, so why don't mom, we go so. last with you, Daryl? Because then we can move sure. into religion from that. So okay. um, who wants to go? Yeah, that would be good. I'll I'll go because uh, I just remembered that you were talking about myths and and that type of thing and how you. Uh, believed all everything wanted, wanted to, yeah. yeah wanted to believe everything um one of the things that really helped me was my father used to read me fairy t- anderson's fairy tales of course mm-hmm. and uh grimm's fairy tales but that's what he would read to me you know the stories before i go to bed at night and the way he did it explained is that these were fun things to think about but that they were not real and it made it okay for me to love all this kind of stuff and all the stories, the Bible stories, and uh, also the fairy tales. And I kind of threw them all in there together. And it was okay to to like them and to think that they were fun and cool, but you didn't necessarily have to believe them. Now, that's not what he was intending, but that's what happened. Because, Kale, you, of course, your background is you were brought up Mormon. Oh, and very strict Very Mormon, strict yeah. Mormon. And now I even are, went on a mission. Yeah, yeah, you are very much the opposite. Move forward. Oh, sorry, sorry. We're far away from the mic. Kale, you are Mormon. No, and- I'm not. <laughs> we need echo on that. Echo, echo. Punch up some echo. So I was moving away from the mic. Well, All right, yeah. uh, actually, Paul, one- it's official, too, because I yeah, yeah, right. I wrote a letter and got myself uh, released from the church. So I'm officially un-Mormon. You are officially un-Mormon. <laughs> un-Mormon. And when you brought up, you know, if, if something oh, becomes un-Mormon gola. mainstream, <laughs> if, some, if a religion becomes mainstream, popularized, yeah. I, I'd say that, I mean, you would probably agree with me that many of the Mormon beliefs are pretty out there. No, they are. They are. And and also Scientology. <laughs> dun, dun, that's dun, dun, as dun. recognized as the rest, but out of, out of most major religions, that's probably the most cult Yeah, the best, the best way to learn about Mormonism yeah. is to watch South Park. Watch the yeah. South Park Mormon <laughs> That's it. Uh-huh. Because they awesome. basically tell you what they believe, and right. that's the truth. And Scientology, too. Oh, uh, Paul, what about you? Um, <laughs> started, my mind started wandering. Uh, the only skepticism thing I think of now is when um, Joey and I went to a 
computer swap meet and we almost signed up for Scientology. Oh my god! Oh, oh, wow. oh my god! I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, so so we, so we went there. It was at the Pomona, LA County Fair, yeah. or whatever. And wow. um, this guy, they were selling the Dianetics book, and we're like, dude, that's the Dianetics. That's book. the that TV was, commercial with the volcano. The and like, and it goes, awesome. I still remember the guy with his like beard and braces and stuff. He's like, if you if you if you're gonna read anything, just read this first paragraph. And it talks about how uh, when reading, when you get to a word you don't understand, if you don't go and and look up the definition or something or to understand it, whatever you read after that won't he won't really comprehend and stuff. So that's that's all I remember. And then Joey bought the book, and then I bought the book and put my name on the yes! mailing list. <laughs> they were on me for like ten years after that. Oh my god! And then I think it had something to do with them. I went over and bought a Pentium seventy five. Computer, seventy-five hertz. Oh, that was megahertz. For, megahertz. Wow. I mean, yeah. for three thousand dollars. <laughs> Woo! Wow. My first credit card purchase. I remember that Doom ran really smoothly. On yeah, that. <laughs> it was very nice. All right, Booger. I, I had a sixty megahertz. Give us some skepticism at the time. Well, how skepticism in your life with the turbo? It, it, it's kind of ironic that you mentioned that just before you called me to get set up on this, I was I found this old abandoned ware site, and they're actually letting you download Doom and Doom Two for free. <laughs> I run it on DOSBox. But, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have. Anyway, uh, not uh, yeah. That's not what you asked me about. Skepticism. Okay. Uh, I thought we already covered skepticism for. Well, me. no. What, your what, what like no. personal connection. How do you feel about skepticism? I mean, or what does it mean to you? Okay. Skepticism. I, I find uh, um, skepticism can be. It's, it's a lot like fire. It can be very healthy and helpful, but it, if you use it too much, it can burn your ass. Um, as a matter of fact, anytime I think about skepticism, like I also Frank's I think Red about guilt. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? It's like Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> you know, Frank's Red Hot doesn't burn <laughs> your ass. It's yeah. got yeah. good flavor. Exactly. Tabasco. Tabasco? Tabasco. That burns my ass. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tapatio. Anyway. I'm okay chop your ass, then you're fine. I'm sorry, Booker. Everybody Booker, go. I think of the old saying about how uh, uh, a mind works like a parachute. It's best it best works when open, but there's always the addendum. Make sure that you don't keep your your head open so much that your brain falls out. That sounds so. Familiar. You want to be able to. You, yeah, it's because it was all over our damn high school walls and every damn class we had. But but it the, sounds the more thing was, recently. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What? Oh, I. That's right. You're a teacher, you moron. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm talking about one of our. We we talked about that at, at Ramble. You weren't. In. In, Joey, Joey oh, attributed okay. it to me for some reason. And he, you're the one who told me that. Maybe um, it was overall. Maybe that was the first. Maybe it was. wasn't him. Maybe it was uh, on our high school wall. Anyway, go ahead. This is the and, and, anyway. Anyway, yes. So I, <laughs> I a matter of fact, you guys probably remember <laughs> back when I when I left California, went on to college. Um, when I met my wife Anissa, I was a I was not really what you would normally call a Christian. I would actually tell people I belong to the church of me. I took Christianity, yeah. my understanding of it, and took my own interpretation upon it. Um, I doubted like everything else. I was taught. I was going to a Catholic college that just pissed me off because, like you said, they expected me to, to think this way, eat this way, wipe my ass this way, all everything a certain way that went everything against what I thought I needed to be as an individual. Then came came the, the the concept of well, like I was asking earlier about truth. Is there such a thing as an actual actual solid truth? I sat in my dorm room forever, th contemplating: Is there such a thing as truth? Is truth relative? And once I was able to establish there actually is such a thing as the, just the concept, um, the philosophy truth. of 
truth. There are such things that, no matter what, are absolute truth. From there, I was able to gain a healthy respect and boundary of where skepticism should and should not be, at least in my own opinion. So a long version of long version of the answer I wanted to give is that, yeah, you, uh, skepticism is appropriate at times. We just have to make sure that we don't end up using it too much and just doubt everything that's out there and watch everything that's actually out there bite us in the ass because we doubted it too much. You know, it's interesting how your view of skepticism is doubt. I think for me, uh, until you said it, I would never have looked at skepticism and doubt because that's coming from a different direction, like closer to the microphone. Uh, it's more, it's more like <laughs> it's for me. It's uh, it's it's more like uh, rationality or uh, what. Uh, and strangely truth I mean it's it's just uh, it's more critical thinking rational thinking I wouldn't have thought of it as doubt but if you're coming from a different perspective then I could see how you would see skepticism as doubt yeah and I think um, we're at an age to where it's easy it's easier to get um, skepticism out there I mean with the with the internet yeah. uh, Facebook I mean how many times do you get an email of a story of you know uh, grandma if I get a thousand likes, Bill Gates will give yeah, me a free yeah, iPhone. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a story, a story about a, a soldier doing this, or or a picture of you know a shark jumping onto a boat or something. And what's the first thing you think? Fake, right? Well, Man, not, but not so you got to go to Snopes and you like you, yeah, you, but you not every, it out and stuff. So, but it's it's easy legends. for skeptics to get the, to get their information out there, and so it, it's it's not necessarily the truth that people want. It's just being right. Facebook and the internet has really shown us though that a lot of people are very, what's the word, unskeptical, gullible, gullible. Uh, not skeptical because not critical thinking because um, I have a separate Facebook account that I will play games on. So I have friends that just people all over the world I don't know anything about except they play the game I play, and oh my god, some of them are just oh if I put my name on Facebook they're going to. My privacy will be gone, and they'll know everything I do. You know, it's just, it's just this, and they, they believe this stuff, and it's so obviously not true. They don't even second guess it. They're just like, I'm turning this off. I think this is um, a Mark Twain quote. I could be wrong, but it's um, the truth can circ. Sorry, lies can circumnavigate the globe before the truth even puts its shoes on. Yeah, that's mm. true. That sounds like him. <laughs> or it might have been Churchill, perhaps. It was one of the two. Yeah. Well, how many how many times do we our news just just our news reports journalism is instead of saying their source everything is closest you know sources close to the situation say yeah mm-hmm. so like how yeah. are you supposed to believe that what they're saying is true I'm skeptic on all almost all news newscasts and stuff yeah that well just, actually if you think about it most often anymore a lot of the mainstream news outlets will start producing information before they even bother to try to verify it. Like, take the um, take that one school shoot. I'm sorry, I can't remember where it was. Um, the Connecticut school shooting, yeah, uh-huh. where there, uh, but yeah, there are a bunch of reports about who the shooter was, what they were shooting with, who was dead, who was alive, yeah. this, that, another. And nobody was verifying crap until mm-hmm. like a day or two later. Oops, sorry. And nobody was even hold, holding them to task if they got it wrong in the first place. It, it didn't matter. It was all, it was to them, it was all about link bait. It was all about advertisement. It's getting yep. the information out there first and then fixing it later. If you get the information out there first, yeah. you get the, you Make get it the history sensational. of sites, you get to your, 
everybody gets to your uh, news station or whatever, and also that's a, where you sell advertisement. A 24-hour news, news cycle to fill. You know, you have yeah. to, basically what winds up when there's a big media circus going on is you have a bunch of people conjecturing about what happened. You know, oh, did it happen like this? Maybe it happened like that. Maybe this happened. And yeah. all they're doing is they're sitting around having a powwow like we would do in our podcast, only, you know, we're not propping ourselves up as journalists and saying you're going to get the absolute truth from us. You know, we're... <laughs> not at all. We're, you're going to get a bunch of we're opinions at opinion, you out of it. We're not the is, I, yeah. I think there's tons of editorial <laughs> snuck into the journalistic perspective all the time yeah. without actually calling it editorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These well, days, that's what that's people want. In, in the it past. Like they want to know when something like at Newtown and, or, or anything like um, uh, when the guy was killing the cops or whatever... Um, Oh yeah, that one. Dorner, right, right. Yeah, it's Dorner. people want to know what's that's, want to know what's going on now. What happened? Did they get him? They want the information. So it's kind of like it's on us too, us as a society, who are sitting at our computers, you know, clicking through the uh, articles, trying to get any piece of information to talk to each other. Well, how many how many of us during big <laughs> events have flipped on the news and then they're just reading Twitter feeds? Yep. Like, okay, I can't go to Twitter myself. Yeah. And, and yeah. find that all out. All right, Joe. <laughs> Hey, dude, that was me. No, no, that's not me. All right. That was everybody. Oh, my God. I cannot. And I cannot what was yeah. going on there? All right. Joey's going he just crazy. had uh, an emergency in the. That's not really. That was good times. Okay. It was all just so I could make Booger laugh. So that was five seconds of silence. I'm very skeptical that something happened during that five seconds. And Booger does not know what could have happened during that five seconds. All these cords, my man. I tripped over everything. Okay. Oh, my God. That's something I used to do back when we were in Dragon Flix. Now it's your turn. Uh, All right, so uh, why don't we move on? Well, to... wait, wait, wait. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. We're going to go to religion after mine. Yeah, so, oh, Bar- yeah. Uh, so go I mean, uh, Daryl, go. Okay, so um, I grew up as being fairly critical thinking, but I know that there were some things like I believed my parents a lot more than I probably should have. I just decided that their word was... Gospel. As most people and, do. Know, yeah. They better. Logan but, um, listen to me. <laughs> but aside from that, I was usually, you know, fairly much like my my mom didn't believe in God, and I usually kind of followed suit in that. My dad usually kept quiet about it, and he didn't ever go to church, so I don't think he really believed either. Uh, but I do have um, Catholics on my dad's side of the family and, and whatnot, so um, they were a little bit of an influence on me. And when I got older in high school, I. Um, followed a friend to Bible study thinking, well, I'd like to just hang out a little longer. But then I met some people there that seemed pretty cool. And so I, you know, started going to the Bible study as kind of like a social thing. Then eventually I started believing and I became a Lutheran, um, in, you know, late part of high school. So I was Lutheran, uh, probably up until about three years ago. And, um, I basically was, getting more and more skeptical, but I thought I would still hold on to my religion at the same time. But when I realized that I was holding on to a sacred cow that I wasn't analyzing with the same depth I was analyzing the rest of the world, I thought, you know, it's time that I take a hard look at that and analyze if it's really the truth. But I think that um, as far as... <laughs> hey, everybody, as... wait. Booger's going to go tinkle. <laughs> oh, he... Oh, 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 Bye, Booger. See you later. Have fun. All right. Uh, he gets a little note. He, it's too bad we can't make him wear the cones of shame. Well, he must be gone now, so he can't hear us, but he's right. going to know later. Yeah. So let's all talk about Booger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> remember, remember that sacred cow you were talking about? I bet it was Booger. 
Oh, 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 used to gosh. eat a cold cut combo. Wait, that's not like juicy, but um, yeah. well, cold cut combo hey, should be juicy. Hey, he and his friend left a ketchup stain on the AMPM that yes. lasted years. Mm-hmm. Years, I tell you. Yes, and and wait, I saw something. Was that? Is he back already? I think he flicked oh. us off. I don't know. Okay. Yes, yes, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's back. Yeah. I thought this trash talking would go a little better myself. Yeah, yeah, no, we're never. We don't have any, we don't You need to be a little more prepared. <laughs> yeah, I know. We gotta have like a list of what to right, what put. to say when they're gone. Yeah. yeah, I think he's still gone. Okay, let's get. We can still try. Uh, Booger is. He, he's he had a f- guy friend named Amelia. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yes. By the way, I could hear you guys. I turned the microphone off, but kept the speakers on. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, good for you. You went on the walk of shame. You know, one thing I will say about Booger, yep. now that he's back, he would do a hundred times better job trashing us. Very yeah, I know. Very much. We're weak. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Daryl. So, so uh, you were sorry, saying. Sure. Okay, I was going to. Uh, sacred talk- cow. So, three years sacred right. cow. Not a real cow. Metaphor. Got it. Right. Go. And um, I. My view on skepticism, or rather, I guess, religion would be that, um, well, skepticism not only is critical thinking, but it's also letting go of dogma. You basically, when, you have, when you're in a religion, you have certain things that you're just not supposed to question. And I think that that comes out of fear, because um, things that are true can withstand questioning. And things that aren't true, why are you so afraid to question them when you should bend yourself more toward the truth? Ideally, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. So, um, so the thing is, I I just I think there's a little bit of uh, at least in the Lutheran church I went to, there was some token uh, admittance that you should question things, but I think what they really meant was question it a little bit, go home and ask yourself questions, then come back and talk to your pastor and have them set you straight. So, you're still going to be. A died in the on their road. Lutheran at the end of the day. So um, I think that I just learned to question things more. I wanted to get closer to the truth. Uh, Joey's mentioned before, I think one time on one of our episodes, that I was uh, like a conservative Republican. And during the time I was leaving my religion, I became much more libertarian before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm actually pretty much liberal now because I've changed my <laughs> really? ideas wow. because I've, I've reanalyzed wow. all the stuff and I've realized that most of the um, conservative leanings were basically due to my parents and I didn't question it thoroughly. So you damn tree hugging hippie. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you make a, a good point with the, with the religion is, is, is the same with politics. I mean, if you're a Senator Congress, you're in that, there's only so many things you could probably question without losing your job. Mm-hmm. So you have fear to follow a certain path, so that way you keep you keep your job. And right. as we've been learning a lot about the mind from Marie Kurzweil, we learned that also your mind wants to kind of stay with what it knows. So you automatically convince yourself with what you hear more. It makes what you know more, what you hear more, what you believe more makes a more solid pathway in your brain, and it's harder to move away from that. And it's hard to think of certain things in a scientific aspect, like do I love somebody. Yeah. Not. But then again, it should not be one of those things that you refuse to question because if you really do love them, why would you be afraid to ask the question? Very I think true. the great quote for that is uh, Captain Disillusion. He <laughs> says, love with your heart, use your head and for everything, everything else. else. Yeah, that, awesome. That, awesome. Captain that. Disillusion, guys, look him up. Totally yeah. awesome. YouTube. Okay, so <laughs> religion. Um, 
let's let's stay on that a little bit because I think religion is probably the most believed of all the irrational, although it's not always irrational, but irrational ideas that are around the world. There doesn't have to be any proof. There doesn't have to be any science behind religion because the whole idea of religion is faith. And it kind of... Which is kind of a strange... It it is very strange if you look at it from the outside. Right. When you look at it from the outside, it's like having faith in stuff is not a good thing. You should go with what you have proof of first. And then you can have faith in the results of what you find. So you're talking about the scientific method? Yes, exactly. But then again, I think you need to have faith in certain aspects of your life. You know, like well, faith yeah, that you're but in a good based path on things like that. But, critical but once thing, again, but then first, think about it. Thinking, yeah. Why, don't be afraid to question it. Right, right. Words. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's like a lot of death. religions will say that those that. are the devil's tools. Like, oh, that's just the devil causing you to, <laughs> to yeah. question things. But I, I don't think we should be afraid of our own logical reasoning abilities. And that's important. We have logical reasoning abilities. I mean, we are logical creatures. And if there is a God, it was a gift from God, right? Exactly. What God, okay, would I respect a God that punished me for using the faculties God himself gave me? Right. That seems this well, very there, circular there's a lot logic. Of, and I don't... Mm. I don't think that uh, I could respect a God that's wrathful about people behaving the way that he made them to behave. Yeah. Take like the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, the people acted in sin and whatnot. Maybe they were under the influence of other forces. But if God's perfect, God created his children with um, certain faults, and then he goes and destroys them because they fouled up i was gonna say yeah. but free so, will is always what the religious people say is that's the whole mm-hmm. like that's the whole crux he said he gave them free will right therefore because he gave them free will uh they can choose to to do the good god things or they can choose to do the bad devil things and if they choose to do the bad devil things sucks to be them and is it even a paradox that a perfect god omniscient god uh, could make something imperfect oh booger's got I'm going to disagree with that a bit. At least I'm going to speak from the Christian aspect of that. You know, there, there's a there seems to be a widespread uh, disillusion that in order to be Christian or to be good per se, you have to do good things, and therefore, if you do good things, you get to go to heaven. <clears throat> at least that's what it sounded like you were describing, and it's actually not quite that way. Like again, from the Christian perspective, it's actually in the Christian perspective. If you do not earn your way into God's good graces. You do right. not earn your way into heaven. You do not do good things, therefore God says, okay, good. You earn your way in. That's not the way it works. In the appropriate Christian paradigm, it's supposed to be where you, you, when you're given grace from God, hey, I screwed up God. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. God says, you know what? I forgive you. You are so grateful, you want to, desire to, and therefore do good things to show appreciation for the forgiveness you were given. So, in the free will is not necessarily, <clears throat> like you said, do good things, hey, great, do bad things, all sucks to be you. It's more along the lines of God said, hey, if I want, pe- if I want my creations to truly show respect and love to me, I have to make it where I don't hold a gun to their head. I have to make it where it's their choice. If, if, if there are negative consequences, if they choose on something else, true. However, I'm not going to force them to love me because that's not love. Does that make sense? Well, the uh, Lutherans were really big on that, so I can relate to that aspect of it. Um, 
grace was a huge aspect of of Lutheranism. And the thing is, it's um, you glug 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 glug. Oh, that's because he's, <laughs> he's drinking. drinking. He's drinking. Um, he's drinking on the podcast. I lost my train of thought a little bit. There. Lutheran grace, right? Go. Okay, so. Yeah, the the idea was if you love Jesus and Jesus was in your heart, you're going to go to heaven. It's not like you could be, uh, you know, theoretically a mass murderer, but as long as you still love Jesus, you would go to heaven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe in Jesus, you could be like, you know, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And love everybody, but you, but you don't love Jesus in your heart. But you're going to go to hell. That's kind of yeah. That's how I thought most Christian religions were, which is it's all about accepting Jesus. About accepting, if right. you accept Jesus what? as your Lord and Savior, you'll go to heaven, even if you're an asshole. Doesn't matter. Well, okay, okay. There, there, there. It's not quite that cut and dry. It's mostly true, but you also have to remember. There, I, I, I apologize. I don't remember where in the Bible it is, Daryl. Maybe your memory is better than mine. But it does say the wages of sin is death. And where grace comes in is where you say, grace, God, I screwed up. I sinned. Yes, right. I killed a bunch of people. Hitler can even come forth. Hitler can say, hey, God, I really screwed up back there. I just gassed a whole bunch of your children. I'm sorry. And as long as he's truly sorry in his heart, God says, okay, yeah, you screwed up. But because you believed in me and truly asked me for forgiveness, I'll grant it to you. Well, you that, know yes, that, that's where what you said is correct. However... Just because if you hold Jesus in your heart is one thing. If you, you can still hold Jesus in your heart and sin, yeah, and you, you're not going to go to heaven. You hold Jesus in your heart, and you have to be without sin. You have to be forgiven. Right. Then there you go. You're going into heaven. It just kind of depends which religious uh, sect you're going with there. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Mm -hmm. So, but here's the thing: is it's, it can also be dangerous because uh, in Catholicism, you can basically do whatever the hell you want. And then you go to communion and you say, I'm sorry I did this and you're fine. Wait, we and, didn't have communion okay, this week. Confession. Oh, sorry, okay, I forgot. Okay, no, no here. Yeah, no, here. Actually, I, what you're describing. Oh, confession, I, not I communion. Ah! In Oklahoma. Such a bad confession. It's, it's great. This, this, one, this one comedian said that as a child, I used to pray a day and night for God to give me a bicycle. Then I soon learned in his ultimate wisdom, God did not work that way. So I stole a bike and asked for forgiveness. Exactly. And that's <laughs> that's actually go. people who truly believe in Catholicism, they will do really bad things. I mean, I work in L.A. and a lot of the Latinos there are gang members and they are very Catholic. And the thing is, they don't I know that baffles me. Yeah, but it's not. It makes perfect sense because you can do horrible things. In right. being a Catholic, realizing, well, this Sunday I'm going to church, I'm going to confess, yeah. and I will still go to heaven. At least the Lutheran perspective I got from the church I was in was that um, it was almost like a self-fulfilling thing. If you believed in God's grace and you sought forgiveness, it would limit the depth of the sinning you would do. And then there's also the idea that all sins are equal. You know, murder, telling a white lie to someone, they're all the same. <laughs> But the thing is that God loves you back if you accept and love God. That was kind of like their idea. Hey, Daryl, I want to I wanna hit on something interesting. One of the reasons that you became a Lutheran, I remember, was because you went to a couple of ev events where you saw some uh, phenomena mm -hmm. which made you think religiously. Now, I, I, because stuff happened that was um, hard to explain. Right. Could you right. kind of go into that and how you see it now? Okay, yeah. Uh, one of the things that we did, they... At the Bible study, we occasionally did some things besides just the typical study. Um, one time we did this um, exercise where 
there was one of the girls in the Bible study who was having some issues at the time. And we were just going to close our eyes and lay hands on her and pray around her. And then uh, the pastor encouraged us that if you see anything as you're uh, praying over her, share it with the rest of the group and we'll just go around in a circle. And I was fairly new to the fold then. So, uh, so we were praying over her and it was interesting because I did have a little bit of a waking dream, or at least this is my memory of it. Uh And I saw her face, it was kind of like moonlit. And then it seemed like raindrops hitting, um, like a sheet of water in front of her and her face started rippling away. Then I saw her on a beach with the, like a full moon hung low and some palm trees and the waves lapping the shore. So I saw all those things. I'm like, that's kind of weird, but interesting that I had all these, you know, visions as I was uh, praying over her. So I was fourth in the group to be called upon to share what I saw. And so they called in the first person. They said that they saw her face looked like it was moonlit. I'm like, that's odd. Then the second person said that they saw raindrops, like rain hitting uh, water right in front of them. And I thought, okay, that's the second thing I saw. And at this point I'm about bursting because I want to tell everyone. And the third person did uh, said, shared their thing and they said they saw her on the beach at night and I'm like <laughs> oh going gosh. what the heck man how could I have these things and it really convinced me at the time that there was some sort of interconnection like we had a group consciousness moment mm-hmm. at that time and you've got me believing because I remember how skeptical mm-hmm. you were right. and when you said that I totally believed that that's what happened I was like oh my god something happened right 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 and it's you know I, ha- I still have that memory, and that's the way I can play it through to myself over and over again. But I don't know if that memory was backfilled somehow, or if mm. I was just being um, yeah. susceptible to what the other people were saying, and it made me remember it as mm. if it had happened beforehand. But it's it's a very strange thing to talk about, because to me it's something that really happened, but I still sit back and want to question, is that really how it went? Am I having um, just, you know... People aren't perfect. And when I say that, I have to be inclusive of myself. No one's perfect. No one's memory is perfect. And I might have backfilled that to make it a better story. And in my retellings of it, I made it better and better, even though there were maybe some coincidences there. Yeah. And, you know, um, as I told you guys, you know, two days ago, I got in my first real accident and I don't remember it happening. And I was there. Right. You know, I, I mean, I remember the this crash, but I don't remember the moment, the moment before it. And then if you ever remember it, you're going to be skeptical. Exactly. I've already been thinking about but that. But then again, that you should really be happen. skeptical of the things you do remember. But I have a similar story to that one also, mm-hmm. because in eighth grade, I got a concussion uh, flying off my bike. And I, I basically, my memory of the event was... I uh, said, hey, mom, I'm going to go bike riding. I had just finished my homework. I threw it on the couch. And then the next thing I remember, I'm holding my head. That's right. I'm already telling you And my mom's opening the front door, and we both ask each other what happened. So I had this big gap I didn't remember at all. And um, I got taken to the hospital and everything. Later on, I've started to fill in some memories of what actually happened, but I don't know if I can trust them because the memories came months after the accident. So, I have these memories of these chewing noises, just like, yeah, and and I yeah, and then you go and make me laugh, you big dumb jerk. <laughs> Are you sharing your potato with us again? No, no, he's eating the pizza. Oh, pizza! Oh, okay. what's what's on the pizza yeah. booger? Uh, pepperoni. Uh, okay, hmm. creative. All right, so, uh, uh, I, I, yeah. yeah, okay. Let's let's move. Uh, well, Kale, do you want to go into religion at all? Because I know you've got a big background in religion and how you are not religious at all. Now well, you are a what? 
I'm a non-theist. A non-theist. Why don't you explain about that and maybe talk about your past if you want to? Well, all right. Just a little bit. Um, I do not believe that there is any supernatural at all. And uh, I think that basically when we don't understand something, either we go one way or the other. We either just accept it all or we just or we think it's all bad. When we don't understand things, it doesn't mean that there is a supernatural explanation. There can be logical explanations, but we just don't understand them yet. And that's the best way to go about it. Why would you think that you would believe in something that you cannot prove? You cannot even you cannot even find cohesive uh, consensus on those things. Everybody has all these religious beliefs, and the problem is nobody can prove them, ever. But we can prove science every single time, every time it works. When it stops working, then we got a problem. Well, but, when, it stops, uh, when it stops working, it usually expands to cover. Yeah, that that's area. the thing eventually, is, is that eventually. that's the great thing about the scientific method is, is that it's self-correcting. Right. Right. And, and anyway, religion, religion, I, I could go on and on, but that's that's good enough well, for me. Well, I, I shouldn't. I was about to say religion isn't self-correcting, but it actually is in many ways because the the churches do eventually get more and more liberal. You know, there was a time where there wouldn't be women pastors well, anywhere, yeah. so they do they do open up the gates eventually. They're slow correcting. That right? They they self-correct at a much slower pace and oh, drag their. They just change with society. But, but really, is, is that society, is that by design of the religion, or is that because of the people's intervention in the religion? More rational thinkers intervening intervening with the. With the church, I mean, well, well me, just as me, things well, become more li- liberal, people become more liberal. Their religions become more liberal because they have to get new it. members, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Which religions, makes me yeah. question, you know, okay, if the Bible is yeah. true, why do we throw out certain parts of it right. when we're in a certain religion? Like Lutherans, uh, because of the grace issue, would usually say the first uh, testament is basically. You can ignore a lot of that. It's all parables. It's just some stories that are supposed to help you. But the New Testament is what we really pay attention to. That's the real Bible right there. So the thing is, um, it's like that within a single religion, and it's like that across religions. If I found it very confusing as someone who wants to think about and find answers to things to feel like um, it's, it's mentioned in the movie Big Trouble in Little China. They talk about religion in uh, China. They reference it. They say it's like a regular, uh, it's like a regular, um, gosh, I'm going to have to edit this. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a regular salad bar. You take a little Confucianism, a little Buddhism, and you just kind of serve yourself what your religion is going to be. And and Paul, you talked a little bit about, and and, and Booger, you talked about how you kind of formed your own version of the religion. I think everyone does that to an extent. Unless you're really going to be fundamental and follow the source book, the book very, very closely. Yeah. But then if you do that, you're going to be basically an outcast in today's society because we usually are a lot more open-minded than that. And we, we don't think that uh, if a woman shows her long hair in the church that we stone her to death, right? Because that's, that's in the First Testament somewhere. Um, and I think that... Anyway, things became a lot more clear to me, and I felt a lot more comforted by having the idea of science and skepticism being my guide, and that I didn't have to guess and worry about whether or not I was going to be accepted into heaven or hell, or thrown into hell, based upon what I believed, and was I choosing the right beliefs? It's like one of those things that can keep you awake at night, Mm -hmm. 
just wondering, am I choosing the right path? Because there are so many paths you can go down. Yeah, I've had um, people tell me, because I'm not, um, uh, what is it when they dunk your head in the water? Baptized. Baptized. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, the question is, okay. We're all at a loss of words. Since I know. (laughs) Baptized. Salad bar. Salad bar. <laughs> Salad bar. Salad bowl. We still up. haven't explained that to Cam yet. <laughs> or our our audience. Purgatory. Or our audience, right. Yeah. So, you no, know. Remember, it's a secret to the audience. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, to me, I'm thinking, okay, I, I could really believe, like, okay, I need to go get baptized just to, like, cover my bases so I don't get right. end up in purgatory. That's what I've been told. But I don't really believe that. Hell is religious extortion. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, well, that's what a lot of it is. It's just like scare you into believing. Yeah, it's like you, you know? better believe this. I don't care if you want to believe right. this. You better or ooh, at least with, with something like critical thinking. Basically, it's like you can believe this if you want to try getting closer to the truth. It's a little more inviting, but it's not like oh, you're a bad person if you yeah. don't think critically. You, we, people might call you stupid on occasion. You know, but that's a lot better than saying you'll burn in hell for eternity. Yeah, and I so. think that's that's uh, one of the things. People who are critical thinkers are, I think, pretty nice people. I mean, you Generally, don't have to be religious. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why you could be good without God. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why politically I started turning around a bit uh, from being uh, more Republican is um, it made me think that all these people I look up to, like scientists and people who are good at critical thinking and are a lot smarter than I am, how come so many of them are liberal Democrats? And I, that started occurring to me more and more. And I thought, you know, if these people really are as smart as I think they are, why would they be, quote, deluded into being a liberal? And when I started investigating things more and more, I came around to the idea that, you know, I think that their ideas are generally more correct. They're more humanist. Whereas... Um, ideas from conservatism are a little bit more religious based and a little more discriminatory in terms of things like not giving everyone equal rights, um, not allowing everyone to marry who they want to, etc. I agree. It's all about power for society. Religion was created by man to control man. That's basically Mm -hmm. what happened. Pretty much. And right. we, they just, just like keep, governments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's That's move on. That's why they've been together. Let's yeah. move on because this isn't about just religion. Can I throw in a quote, though, real fast? Yes. Because, okay, Richard Feynman awesome. said, I think it's much more interesting to live not knowing than to have answers which might be wrong. I have approximate answers and possible beliefs and different degrees of uncertainty about different things, but I'm not absolutely sure of anything, and there are many things I don't know anything about such as whether it means anything to ask why we're here. I don't have to know an answer. I don't feel frightened not knowing things. By being lost in a mysterious universe without any purpose, which is the way it really is as far as I can tell. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. Uh, and we'll maybe come back on religion and do a whole episode on it at some point, because I think that would be, I think we've got a lot of ideas here. Uh, Kale, you want to go to cryptozoology? I thought ghosts would be a better comment. Yeah, go for, for it. Go for Let's it. Let's go ghosts because, and then we'll go to cryptozoology because they kind of go together. Okay. Uh, ghosts, yeah. So, woo, that people die and they become ghosts or uh, whatever. What do you guys think well, on that? I'm, the whole, well, this is another skeptical well, issue yeah. versus religion. Is there an afterlife? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, 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 my thoughts on ghosts is that um, they're not necessarily. I believe that there's ghosts. 
And I don't really see it as you die and then you end up being this haunting like paranormal activity and stuff. But I do, be- I do believe it's more it's in my head that it's we have this electrical energy of our of our mind going and our and our and our body and stuff, and going through doing the same thing every day. Like if I get up and I'm going to the bathroom over there, back and forth every day, every day, every day, that my energy is part of this this area, and so that's what like if I see a, if to see a ghost is it's kind of like an echo, not necessarily an. Yeah. an uh, uh, conscient, a conscious uh, entity. Yeah. Because there was a time. Oh my god! Oh, is that a ghost? <laughs> Dude, Burger, what are you doing? Oh, I'll, if he's ah. if he's not alive anymore, we'll be visited by the ghost of Booger. When, when I was, if, if there are ghosts, I think that that they would. That's basically what it would be: is negative or positive energy. Yeah. Because when I was little, Left I, I over still from remember somebody doing something for for a long time when we first moved into the. <laughs> Get your hands out of your pants, booger! <laughs> what? There are gerbils in the microphone. I don't know what he's doing. What the hell did you just? All I heard was pants, booger. That's all you need to know. I need to know. <laughs> Stay tuned on the recap. That was the sound of somebody pantsing booger. All right, so 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 when I was little and we first moved into a house, I was my mom and dad still at. I was five. Uh, my brother and I, our room was upstairs, and I remember. Waking up, and I would see this old lady standing at our doorway in this purple dress. And I could still kind of picture her and stuff. And I, oh, for nights and nights and nights, I would see this. And then there was one time, this was like, maybe like five years ago, I would I was joking. and said, oh, yeah, you know, I used to see the old lady. And my mom said, oh, in the purple dress? Hmm. And she says, well, I've seen that too. So it's like, and I never talked to her about it. So, I don't know if it was an energy of uh, a lady that used to live there, because the upstairs of my parents' house used to be another apartment, so it was two separate two separate houses, so I, I, I don't know, but I still... Why would ghosts have clothes? <laughs> Why would ghosts have clothes? I mean, Or, there, or time travelers. Yeah, it's, it's just, anybody. it seems like that if there's going to be ghosts, then they are energy... Why are they wearing clothes? Why does everybody always see ghosts with clothes? It's because they're imagining them. It's hallucination. Actually, there, 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 there is an explanation for that, Gail. So okay, I'm, tell me. Go, Booger. Okay. Um, ghosts have, have... I actually asked the same question, because not only why do they have clothes, but why do they always have clothes of certain time periods? It's because ghosts, although are supposed to be energy, they're energies of memories. As specifically memories of those particular spirits. And those spirits are remembering when they were on Earth and what they looked like. Now, whether they wore clothes, whether they wore sheets, whether they wore whatever, joke. that's what they remember. Why are you beatboxing? <laughs> beatboxing? It's crackling a little. Yeah, you yeah, get a little okay. crackling oat brand in there. Oh. oh, I think, okay, because I was trying something new holding the, the camera. Obviously, that didn't work. Go, All right, let's try this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That sounds a bit better. Yeah, yeah there you go. Okay, so what do you have to say about that, Kale? It's their memory of their clothes. Oh, that's just as good an explanation as anything. I think if the, what you try to do is look at what is the most realistic answer. And since we know that people hallucinate, we know that we can be influenced to think things, that that is more likely that we are imagining these things than 
there's actually something there. There's a really good. I know I keep going to Robot Chicken, but they make like, some really like good. There's a banana leaf and seven iguana. Yes, right. Yes, uh, there is a, a really good Robot Chicken where. This guy wakes up and there's a ghost in a chair next to his bed. He's like, oh my god! And the ghost is just sitting there. He's like, oh my god, he's hiding. He looks at the ghost. And he keeps getting scared. He's like, what do you want from me? What do you want? And the ghost just looks up and goes, we're not all assholes, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I I got got an explanation for why the ghosts wear clothes. is because um, when somebody sees a ghost... Luke does not want to see a 900-year-old Yoda dick hanging between his legs. <laughs> That's the best explanation I have heard of. Wow. That, that totally makes oh sense Oh, my to me. God. 900-year-old uh, Yoda dick. Wow. You know uh, when he bounces and flips and jumps yeah. around so fast? Nobody wants to see that. they slow that down, it's because he's riding his Nobody own pogo stick. That. That's what's going on. Riding a pogo stick. <laughs> Yoda Pogo. <laughs> wait. Oh, I can to it an hour. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, no, let's keep going. This is good. Okay, so. Wow. Um, but, okay. Well, well, I don't I, believe in ghosts anymore. Okay. okay. I used to. I think to, we're going to take turns yeah. shooting this down. I, I, I used to believe in ghosts. I mean, even like a few years ago, I started watching Ghost Hunters because I love the idea of ghost hunters. I thought, I thought they were a very good show because they seemed very skeptical while they were looking for things. And they seemed to find things that were pretty freaky. I still watch it because I'm into the show and I enjoy it, but I don't believe they're really finding anything now. And and my wife stopped watching it because it's really bad. I mean, it's just like, oh my god, what was that? Oh, it was a noise. It, it sounded like someone and, talking, and it's but an anomaly hunting. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Guys. It's like yeah. it sounded like corduroy pants rubbing against each other, and they're and they're hearing like. <laughs> well, they got caught in the Halloween episode. It's being fake. Yeah, I know, and that's that's part of it too. And well, the thing it's is, pareidolia there. Um, the audio version, right? Of it, where it's the same thing as playing a record backwards. You'll uh, some people will hear weird satanic lyrics. Yeah. But what's interesting about experiments done to test pareidolia is that when people listen to a record played backwards the first time, they'll hear a certain passage, and when asked what did you hear, they'll usually have I didn't hear much of anything, or I heard this particular thing. However, if you seed someone by saying you're going to hear them say. You know, six six six. Satan is awesome. Right, right, right. If you see them with yeah. that, then everyone hears it. And on, that's what they, yeah, on Ghost Hunters well, happens right. all the time. Pattern recognition. We're yeah. always looking for patterns. patterns that's exactly. what right. our brains do. Ghost yeah, Hunter right. on Ghost Hunters, they had they do it all the time. Their most evidence is audio, and it's audio. They what it's called uh, EP. Uh, oh, EVP. EVP. Electronic voice, voice phenomenon. Right. Because right. they don't hear it at the time. That's because our brain. Fo- fo- if your pants rub together against something, or right. here's a, our, our brain says that's not re- a voice or anything. But then you play it back and hear it over and over again. It, it's like, oh, I thought I heard it say something. Well, another right. aspect of that too is that a recorder doesn't discriminate. Where yes, in our exactly. Lives, yes, we filter out all sorts of noises around us. So yeah. unless we're like asleep and afraid and thinking we're going to see ghosts in the middle of the night you know the water heater might turn on and we hear weird crackling and stuff and we go someone's stepping down the hallway but that's the one time of the day when you might not be filtering that out because it, it gets yeah. your attention because yeah. you're just laying in bed at the time i want to give it a great example there's a show and i think it's called fact or uh, it's fiction. not fact or fact fiction or it's it's with two groups and they go out and they look fact for or fake fact or fake yes there was one episode, and it's a lot like the other ones, but this one episode was astounding. It was fantastic. What they did was they went and they they have this picture of this. It looks like uh, a light shines across, and it looks like there's a ghost of a, a, a man or a mummy there, and it looks very real. So they go to this place, they try everything, 
and it looks very real. They find out what it is. It's a, it's an old uh, sewing machine or something that has a pattern on it, and they shine a light in a certain mm-hmm. way, and it looks just like it. But once you see that, what that's what it is, you can't see the face anymore. It's gone. Mm. It is the craziest yeah. thing, and and that is just that's exactly what it is. We see faces, we see we see, hear voices where there is none, and then we say, well, it's got to be a person, and since it wasn't a real person, it must be a dead person, right? Because we don't know where they are, so that must be where they Joey, are. Joey, do you remember the time that we were at the lunch shelter in Longden, and we were in our 20s? Oh, my God, yes. And we, oh. we were looking across the dark field, and we just saw these white wisps moving around, and we're going, what the <laughs> Like, heck? we thought they were what ghosts or something. I was just, I you know, I wasn't necessarily going, they're ghosts, but I didn't I know thought what they the were, was going on. Because it didn't look right. Yeah, and it, what it was, it was the sprinklers were on, but the lights, the the big right. halogen lights, were reflecting off in such a way that they didn't look like anything and we've really seen before. What really did it is we couldn't hear the sprinklers, right? We, we were just assumed away. we were close enough that if it had been something right. like that, we'd hear it. Our brain couldn't find what it silent. was. Yeah, um, and who was anyone else there at the time? Or I think it happened more than once at Eddie's house where his. Uh, back door just slammed in the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We times. talked about that. And we found out it was just kind of like wind currents moving yeah, yeah. through the house that would cause it to slam on occasion. But it's when it happens, it makes you go, oh my gosh. If you don't, that's here? just it. If you don't have the, the experience or the knowledge to figure something out, you use your experience and knowledge to put in what you know. And yeah. what do we know? We know what people look like. We know what they sound like. And we just say, and we well, their people don't shut themselves. Right, exactly. So <laughs> maybe there's a person here that's not really here. Yeah. Ooh. Well, it's it's kind of in a way the um, it's a form of God of the gaps argument, I think, because that's one thing that religion uses a lot. You know, like when creationists say there's a gap in the evolution chain, it's like, well, since science can't explain this little aspect of evolution, God did it, right? God developed a working eyeball, and evolution couldn't prove that that's that it formed somehow. Uh-huh. Uh, God developed wings and feathers to enable flight, but as time goes along, usually science fills in those gaps because we make new discoveries, new discoveries as we go. But I think we play a little bit of God of the Gaps with our own experiences with things like that. You know, Booger, stop moving the camera! Like, we could have we could have had that door slam and not investigate it because we were all too freaked out. And we just would have been telling people all along that Idiot's house was haunted. Yeah. And that he had ghosts. And maybe one of us would have seen something one time just because we're in that state of mind we catch a glimpse of something and we think, oh my gosh, that was a ghost. And the more you but, jump to that, the more you're used to jumping to that and then you come up with more ideas. But we were more inquisitive and decided yeah. to study it. And instead of having this ghost of the gaps that we created, we had this explanation that, oh, we realized that if certain doors in the house were open and you get just the right air current, that door slams. Just and because I, of the pressure. I think this moves yeah, very yeah. well into cryptozoology, which, by the okay. way, is a real stu- It's a real area of science. We do find animals that were not existing before that that do exist, but there are extremists who look for chupacabra. things <laughs> like the chupacabra, or also like uh, what else is there? Nessie, Bigfoot, Loch Ness. Do like you did before. That was oh. cool. Loch Ness. <laughs> yes, and also Loch Ness, and also wait, I'm kind of hungry. Bigfoot, Sessler. I said <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw. You have to be. I'm sorry for all our youngsters out there. You have to yeah. kind of hold to get that one. Seafood salad. You know, I wanted to ship into it and say that I've seen Bigfoot in person. Really? Yeah. It was like 
You know, he went the, to the set. He was all blue with the big wheels and stuff, and he was jumping over <laughs> oh, space foot yeah. and the muscle big machines. The, the big, big bad, dirty, and mean. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Actually, if you guys remember oh, whenever man. we did one of our paranormal videos, we actually saw him over at the Arboretum. You know, I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad you bring that up because uh, I should get the re restoration of that out by the time we publish this. So if any of you guys want to see cool. what we thought about paranormal activity... We uh, call it psychology. Psycholo we could, parapsychology. And when we were in high school, we'll put it up and put the link. Check us out. We were movie makers. Yeah. yeah. I know. We still are. We kept of. our pants on. You're oh. better movie makers. That's so, Bigfoot. Uh, <laughs> Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah, all that stuff. Oh, no. uh, what do you guys think I'll about hook that? Them. No, I'm, well, I mean, there could be something the out there. Lady. The one that, that you Napkin fish. could totally find is the... It's the Tasmanian tiger, and they cannot find it. That's they true. don't even ca catch it. So if they can't find something that was real, yeah, I know. You know, they never find Bigfoot. They never find right. the creatures you know? they find yeah. are small. They're always little new creatures that they find yeah. all the time. They're micro. Have you ever seen a bald or bear? Oceanic. A bald <gasps> bear <gasps> looks really strange, and yeah. it doesn't look like a bear. So people always think it. Oh, that's a chupacabra, but it's a bald bear. Dirt boy. I think it's a um, megalodon. Or no, is it a right? shark? Yeah, there, there's like there's one fish that was thought extinct, and then some fishermen found it. In, oh. I think it was in the 1950s. Yeah, but the it, narwhal? It, no, no, it wasn't that. Well, I know the, the whole giant squid. I can see it. The giant squid was one they found. The right name. They yeah. found the giant Megalodon squid. They proved it. Prehistoric. But you get to ones like like they have whole shows around like hunting Bigfoot. Hunting Bigfoot you know, right. and it's Don't like Bigfoot. If a, a creature that big, not leaving anything, well, any evidence behind, is. Pretty well, here's the possible. thing. Yeah, yeah. No one finds a carcass. No one finds... Uh, Not even a hair. They don't see, like, yeah. big yeah, No DNA. Yeah. But the other thing, too, is for it to be a sustaining... Where's his poop? they got to find Unless it's some creature that can crossbreed with some other thing and still produce a Bigfoot, there has to be, be a, a society, population. right. Yeah. So, you know, to sustain the Bigfoot population for so long, there have to be probably hundreds of them. At least, you know, zoologists estimate this kind of thing. So, out of hundreds of them being around, are we never going to find their feces laying around? Are we never going to find a carcass? Yeah. Uh, sometimes people find, you know, pieces of hair or fur or whatever, and they have them analyzed. And it's and like, nothing find, we've ever seen. You'll find some fringe, you know, people that may not do the DNA testing yeah. right, and they gloss over the fact that it's like a match for human hair or a match for fox hair or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that I think a lot of it is uh, again anomaly hunting and cherry picking. They cherry pick the data they want to believe in. Yeah. And there's you know looking for anomalies. And all like, those oh, people making little... foot, you know, Bigfoot footprints. Yeah. You know, they well, find so many hoaxes. people feeding into it. Hoaxes too, yeah. Because the yeah. the most famous Loch Ness photo yeah. was um, admitted to be a hoax. Yeah. Uh, by the oh yeah the crop circle and that's a big one I mean people oh, were yeah. like how could that possibly exist there's no human who could possibly do that and then so when those guys showed that they could do it I know it's, yeah. it's so with simple rope and plywood, rope yeah. and plywood man. that's yeah. all they needed and and when they came out and said this is how we're doing it they're like no we don't believe yeah, they, it we'll show you and they did it yeah. oh my god just to explain the rope thing you know people would say how can there be such precise circles made and it's just you know you stretch out a rope on a pinion. And you just follow it, and that gives you the perfect you know, Yeah, the it'll be perfect. The, right, exactly. <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, or well, let me say, when I was in high school, I was so believing in aliens. Oh, man, I read Communion by Whitley Strieber, 
and saw the movie, which was weird. We'll talk about some other time, butt probes and all. But, uh, yeah, I thought aliens were real. I thought they were abducting people. I, I had this little, like, bump behind my ear. I was like, oh, my God, it's an implant. Ah, I still have it. It's just a mole. But I was at the time, I was like, oh, my God. And, I, and part of me wanted to be abducted. I was like, I'm going to be abducted. I don't want to be abducted. I'm going to get butt but I can spaceship. You know. That's why we called you Mulder Shamel. No, you didn't. You called me knee-high. <laughs> uh, no, wait. What the hell? Knee-high. Oh, that, w- that was before your time. Or was it Joey, Joey Mulder? Joey Mulder. Yes. <clears throat> so what about you guys with aliens, huh? I, I believe in aliens. Oh, we got a believer! Yes. Hallelujah! Well, because there's no... I, I believe in aliens. I, I don't... Let I me don't... rephrase. Aliens coming to Earth and abducting us. No. Sure. Oh, still not sure? I look at it this way. It's the I Star Trek Next Generation approach. Mm-hmm. Is when they went to a different planet, they would hide, and they wouldn't want to say that they were there and stuff. So why wouldn't aliens come and... And um, the prime directive. Look at us. Yeah, I don't know if they're here now. Let me, they let me could be there. I mean, they could be millions of years ago. Let me challenge my good friend Paul here on a couple sure. of things. I just want to bring up, just like Kale said about you know, could have mistaken memories about things like ghosts, and also you know, people can foul up when they remember things like alien abductions. Uh, I usually try to employ Occam's razor there, which is let's. Let's go with the assumption, or let's go with the theory that requires the fewest assumptions and the smallest assumptions. So when it comes to something like an alien abduction, which is more likely that people with fallible minds and memories misidentified things or dreamt or hallucinated an experience, or we have masses of pretty much undetected uh, spaceships visiting us with visitors from another planet and they just want to pick us up they don't want to say hello they don't want to why are they being so secretive in the first place if they traveled who knows how many light years to come here so which one which one of those two theories makes the fewest broad assumptions mm-hmm. well all right let's take the skepticism approach mm-hmm. to this why what says that they're not here okay that is that if if you're trying to prove something, though, the impetus of proof is on you proving it, not on someone disproving you. It would yeah. be like saying... But that's somebody, what skeptics do. They make you have to disprove everything. No, so we're, we're basically sure, demanding sure. evidence from you. I'm saying if you, want to, if you want to tell me that aliens are visiting us, please give me the evidence. But give okay. me evidence that they're not. But that's not, the impetus is not on me because I'm not the one making a broad uh, claim. So but that's, you, what skept- you, that's what skeptics do. But if you I'm, make, doing, I'm being a skeptic. If you make extraordinary claims, you need to show me extraordinary evidence to back it up. I'm sorry, isn't that who's impotent? Oh, I'm sorry. But, oh, we'll but no, wait, this pills. is an interesting point because I, I see where he's coming from because I, I, I used to think that way. I didn't like skeptics. At one point, I thought skeptics are just people who won't, don't want to think, believe things they can't see or hear or whatever. And, but I, I see where he's coming from. But I can see it from both angles because you're saying what you're saying is well, a skeptic wants proof, so he's saying back to you, "We'll prove it's not." But I, but I also see what he's saying, which is they're so not, they're say, not well, equal. Though. They're not the same. Here's thing. an example when it comes to the nine eleven conspiracies. A lot of people will say things like, 
proved to me that it was uh, the the airplane that hit the Pentagon, and also proved to me that it wasn't a controlled demolition of the uh, two towers of the World Trade Center. But the thing is that the it's not for us to prove that it wasn't a controlled demolition. Basically, if someone says it's a controlled dev demolition, show us video of someone taking the months required to install the explosives. Show us somebody's plans of where to structurally take out the tower and yeah. where the explosives are supposed to it's, be done. Tell us about the crew skeptic, of hundreds of people But a skeptic doesn't have to that do that. Installed the a skeptic just makes claims. Beforehand. No, the burden of proof is on the person trying to prove something. Well, wait, a skeptic right, just right. makes claims? Is, I they're, they're, no, they... No, usually the skeptics are, well, are demanding proof. That's the, the problem. Making claims. There's people it's, using it's, critical thinking are using good... Skeptics can fit into the category you're saying. Yeah. And those people, I, yes, they can say what you're saying, but they're not being using critical thinking. And that's why I think that we have to differentiate, like with the cult thing. You got, because even for me, for a long time, the word skeptic was not somebody I liked. I didn't like skeptics. I didn't like the idea of skepticism, but I love the idea of critical thinking. And I think that generally we have to look at the word skeptic because it's been adopted it's as kind critical of a dirty thinking. name in a way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, maybe, well, okay, well, Paul, when you were talking about skeptics, were you talking about uh, people that don't believe in abductions? Is that what you're saying? I'm just thinking, like, skeptics that are. Let's change the word. Let's change the word. Let's change the word. No, I was I was <laughs> interpreting it to mean the people who don't believe in alien abductions. No, no, skeptics. No. So okay. no, but no, absence of proof is not proof. That's what I've been That's trying true. to say. You yeah, can't yeah. say. I keep like, forgetting. Pro that. Prove to me that the world is not on the back of a giant invisible tortoise that you can't touch or feel. Oh, some satellite photos would be pretty easy. To well, no, the satellites just go right through fake. it because it's invisible. Oh, okay. so because you can't see or feel. Well, in the book, we were uh, we hinted at the demon haunted world. Uh, Carl Sagan illustrates um, someone shows a skeptic their garage and says, "There's an invisible fire breathing dragon in my garage." Now, prove to me that it's not there. Well, if it's invisible, then you, it's it's basically a moving goalpost. You know, whatever you say, they can just say, "Well, you know, well, I don't feel any heat from the flames." Oh, the flames don't produce heat. It's intangible. Yeah. yeah. Right, so the, there's always going to be a moving goalpost, no matter how much evidence you come up with that this dra invisible fire-breathing dragon doesn't exist. People always say that's not good enough because it's this or that. Or it's well, so maybe what I'm thinking more is like cons conspiracy, like cons conspiracy theorists, yeah, more than how we're yeah. defining. But skeptic. I think you know to prove a conspiracy, you have to show some conspirators. Right, and that's what usually is missing from all these theories, yeah. and most mm -hmm. conspiracies would probably crumble under their own weight because, again, like talk about the uh, World Trade Center. If it were a controlled demolition, do you know how long it takes to rig a building with explosives to bring it down? Yeah, totally. It takes a very long time, and it's a very coordinated effort. There are only a few known ex people in the world that have the expertise to do, do it. it. Yeah. So why wouldn't one of these people ever come forward? Were they all killed off and then their families silenced because they were paid off? And every conspiracy no, like that those, has this those guys are still effect. around yeah. and still exploding ones in Vegas. Okay, <laughs> so they're right. still well, around. That, that's right. like uh, the cons conspiracy <laughs> they that down the uh, yeah, yeah, they never landed on the moon. Both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if we never landed on the moon, yeah, that's a good one. The oh, yeah. Russians, we're we're in a race to the Russians to get to the moon. Mm -hmm. Well, if if we didn't do it, the Russians would have been all over. Oh, it. they totally. Right. Right. Russians, yeah. You know the Russians too, right. have been when to the moon. When there's a vested effort, 
by someone, it's it's yeah, definitely it's hard to hide Superman a conspiracy. <laughs> you know, you know how hard it is. Okay, forgive my French here, but you know, <laughs> the Russians did the, go to the moon in Superman too. That was a very for, the, for those of us a, alive in the nineties. You know, um, if the president couldn't hide a, a blowjob in the Oval Office, how do you hide the demolition of the? World Trade Center. Right? <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. you got a point there. That's a good one. That was just two people involved. <laughs> exactly. And I think I think a lot and of a conspiracy cigar. and everything comes to yes, cigar comes down to the idea that, and this is this is going back to a lot of our rambles that we've had so far. Storytelling in the mind is that we want there to be a story. We want there to be a reason. We want there to be connections between everything. And sometimes in life, things just happen for reasons either beyond our understanding because they're too technological, too chaotic or they just don't really have any connections and so we try to put some in there you know it's it's what's what's better to believe there's this whole conspiracy about the buildings that's connected to all the governments or there's just these 19 guys who are part of this group that just got lucky well i think not, that you know, it's <laughs> not like the president right no. but there's a lot of well, supposedly they're getting lucky now if their religion was correct, right? Well, that's Not true. if all those virgins uh, are nerds and geeks from yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's yeah. another reason why not to be a virgin, yeah. man, because you don't want to be up there being yeah. buggered that's by true. the. You guys. got a whole bunch of terrorists <laughs> waiting for you. Oh, wow. yeah. Well, don't you know, be a virgin. I do want to say with the aliens and alien abductions is, I believe that there could be alien abductions go on because i think it's like if we went out into space it's, it's the human race went out into space and there was a planet that had like a group that was not as smart or, or technology advanced whatever as us i don't know if we would go straight to them and say hey everybody right. we're here to be with you it may be covert we're going to go in there and analyze them and we're going to maybe take some of their stuff and honestly but probe a few, few things yeah <laughs> And yeah, but why data. do you have to butt probe everybody? Those are bad scientists if they have to keep doing the same damn experiments <laughs> maybe, every time. Maybe that's what they're into, and they're like yeah. the bad scientists, and they're just totally getting away with it. Yeah, or maybe it's like on South Park. I'm into that. Maybe it's on South Park where, where it was like, hey, well, what about what about the 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 uh, cows you killed and turned inside out? Oh, that was Bob's fault. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean that was an accident. Yeah. But no, well, what, there are also ahead. a lot of stories like. Um, in in uh, Roswell is supposedly yeah. a, a, a UFO crash. Well, it's like okay, so these these aliens are so awesome that they circumnavigate the vastness of space. Then they come to Earth to crash in a, a desert. Well, here's Doesn't make much sense. Here's the thing. I think if there is anything, and I'm like I said, I'm on the fringe of skepticism because I really would love for it all this to be true, but I, I kind of need more evidence and proof. But if in my head, if anything like aliens or ghosts or anything are out there, I think it's like what we talked about the other week, which was where ants see us, how they see us, and how we would see some creature above us. Like, ants don't see humans walking around. They, there's just a force there, or they see things that don't make sense in their ant world that is, you know, different. And they, if they could think like us, they might think ghosts or aliens, but it's just us. So maybe there's these creatures, interdimensional creatures, or maybe they're here and we just don't know how to perceive them that are causing these things we can't understand. That's about as far as I can get. I think that we don't have the ability to put any sort of story around what's what might really be going on. If they can do this stuff to us, you know, they've got to be so far beyond us, coming into houses, taking people... Doing butt probes, you know. 
I hear, you know, if you get training, alien proctology is really hot <laughs> area right now. So but you gotta, go, go to the University of Phoenix and take your little proctology God, course. Proctology <laughs> course. Proctology. Yes. But no, the other thing is, is also, how do we know anything exists? It's from our experience. And if we don't get it directly from our experience, we have to get it from somebody else's experience. And if something can't be repeatable... If something can't be shown over and over again, that's what we call evidence. So then it comes down to belief. And so like Paul says, he believes it could be possible, but notice Paul isn't saying it is possible. Right. This is what's happening. Because I think Mm -hmm. Paul is on another level also where he is skeptical, but he believes from what he's heard, correct, that you think it could be possible based on... Well, it could. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, I'm not... By challenging your belief, I'm basically saying I'm not ready to jump aboard that belief without some more solid. Evidence. I would like. I'm not. I'm not saying I, I visited aliens or anything. Right. But um, Funny, I guess no I'm more the type of person to where yeah. I'm open to where it things could happen because I always think of of in contact when when she said you know what is it what did she say. Uh, Someone asked her if they were were the only people in the universe or something like that, and she said, "Like I hope not, because it's an awful lot of wasted space." Right. That <laughs> Joey's poking himself again. We we shouldn't have a video up because I'm just messing with Booger yeah, the whole time. I know he's been. You were doing the little like hamster <laughs> leap yep. thing for a little while. So, well, we're well past an hour. I think we definitely yeah. are. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! We're well past an hour. <laughs> So let's end, da, let's end da. with this. How do you think skepticism is being seen in the world today? And good, bad, or there more skeptics? Much less better skept- light than it has ever been. I think critical thinking. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Daryl? We we actually didn't even really bring up James Randi or the GF. yeah. Well, what is that real quick? Because I think that has a lot to do with what we've been talking about. Uh, the James Randi Educational Foundation was set up to support critical thinking, and they also have a um, million dollar challenge, which has been standing up for decades now. A prize. Uh, a prize where, under controlled circumstances, if someone can beat chance by a predetermined can margin, supernatural. doing anything, you know, any aspect of parapsychology, fortune telling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, fortune telling, probably not so much because you can't really do that yeah. in a controlled. But, um, you know, like reading cards, um, having remote vision, ESP. things like that, ESP, telekinesis, all of those. There are a lot of people out there that believe they have the power, but then once they're under these controlled circumstances, they s- simply cannot perform, and they'll say perform maybe it's better than day chance. Or... So the thing is, um, it's one of those challenges that's meaningful because although a lot of people have taken the challenge, and people not just charlatans, because you know usually charlatans true believers won't... have tried to take the test, and I think generally charlatans know they're a fraud and they won't yeah. do it. So we're talking about people who are legitimately honest and saying that they have these powers but then under controlled circumstances they can't get themselves to perform which basically indicates that they don't have the powers and or it's the moving goalpost of oh because we're in a laboratory environment my powers suddenly don't work right but i think it's important to look at that because yeah the million dollar challenge it's a lot of money that people can claim if they can simply do their supernatural gift yeah. That'd be a yeah. bad name for a porn star. Yeah, bad Fluffy name for a porn star. <laughs> Morality, the porn star. 
Not hurt yes. again. Episode no, one, right. uh, oh, no. memories. We're gonna have to make the a comic ends. of that. That's just too good. Morality, the poor. Oh, see, we're off on a, uh, we're off the rails, yeah. and you're still going. Strong. Yeah, you're still trying Something to go. Serious. We're, we're, we're long gone. What would we do without you? Our Darryl? minds are gone. <laughs> I don't know. Probably have a good podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. Hey, no. You keep oh, us straight. Man. You keep us straight because we don't want to be gay around you. <laughs> one look at me, and you're like, I'm not going there. <laughs> Yeah, I think All we're right. done for today. We're going to stop talking it. about yeah. what we might do next week or might not because uh, we, we might end up with know. this. We don't know. We might yeah. end up with this. This came out of nowhere. It was we're on the fly, baby. I liked it. Oh, my God. This, All right. this more so than the Star Wars was in my wheelhouse, so maybe yeah. that's why I'm feeling it. Yeah, I don't yeah you're be, feeling it. I don't want to be I'm in your wheelhouse. I'm feeling it, too. <laughs> so uh, we, we want to thank everyone who's been listening to our podcast. We want to say, hey, you know, talk to us on Facebook. Uh, send us comments. Let us know what you think about this. And uh, we will respond to you because we're just cool that way. Yeah, you can email us at show at IamRambling.com. We're not like all those other podcasters. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think that's it for this week. I'm Joey Shamble. You can find me at I am Rambling. <laughs> you are? Dot com. <laughs> he is literally rambling. Yeah. 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 Dot me. Okay, I am Rambling.com. Somebody go. And I'm Daryl. You can find me at Jors.com. That's my last name, G-I-O-R-S. Well. I'm Kale Anderson. You can find me at Rom's Rants, blogstot.com. And I'm Paul Hottinger, and you can find me at heyitspaul.com. And this is Robert Booger Magallanes. You can find me at, man, I had so much to say. I just didn't have anywhere enough time, so I let everybody else talk.com. <laughs> Dude, that sucks. You need a new web address. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. That's see you next long. week. Oh, oh, our email addresses. Ah, I, we have email addresses. Yes, uh, so we will. We, yes, will. we will. by the time. Our if first... you're listening to this, God, I hope it's working. Okay, so <laughs> first names at iamrambling.com, right. correct? So right. Yes. Except for me, mine's booger, right? It's booger. Okay. Booger. Yeah. So email us and and like for me talk if you want to talk to me about uh, uh, Catholic foreskins. Perfect. Should we have a general purpose? You know? We have That's a show at iamrambling.com. I'm glad you're I listening. I'm so bad at that. I missed everything Way So, from Incoherent Rambling, we like to say have a good week. Uh, we'll see you next time. And, yeah. Keep on rambling. Yep. Bye-bye. Daryl. Potato. Thanks for listening. You can now stop screaming at the open air. Listeners should put their minds back in their upright positions and resume traditional thinking. Find us on IamRambling.com for access to all of our weekly ramblings, show notes, general discussions, and any projects from Incoherent Ramblings. Like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thank you.